Lion just recovered a fumble. Bits of wisdom. It's Harry Ludini, I'm pretty sure. That's when it kind of becomes home improvement after dark. I guess that leaves us at the question of the week. Mmm, very good. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but a really cool aerial shot of the table. Reasonably funny. User review. Does everybody know what time it is? Home and podcast time. That's right. Ben Verdules is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name is Adam, and you all know my co-host, Jordan, the Antelope Lions. <laughs> antelope lions. That's kind of weird, because, you know, lions eat antelopes. That's definitely what I was thinking when I said it. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a thinly veiled reference to Wilson's uh, illustrious fence segment this, this episode, but we'll get into that oh, later it, on. Jordan. It was illustrious, all right. It was good. It was in, in keeping with a lot of his... His fence convos of late, and it's very memorable. It really uh, packed a punch. They really, they really grab hold onto his advice and use it for later in the episode. It's as if but, they've run out of ideas. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Jordan. How are you? I'm good. We were commenting pre-show how uh, we we used to talk uh, when we first started the podcast. We would talk. I don't know about daily, but every other day about the podcast or just uh, you know personal lives and. As it's gone on, I, I haven't talked to you since we recorded over a week ago, about nine days. So I don't, I don't know if yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Are you shunning me? Is that what's happening? I guess I'm just finding out if we're not talking about home improvement, I just don't have anything to say to you. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. And the only time you did text me this week was for a very important picture that I suppose we should talk about. Yeah, Jordan, that's a good transition. You must you must be 62 episodes into a, a podcast with a transition <laughs> like, like that. I like that every time we have a decent transition, we call it out. The what good is a, is a good transition if you can't give yourself credit for it, you know? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and uh, I just got to say that and of course, I listen to our podcast, and I don't mean to pat ourselves on the back, but we've grown into better podcasters than we were than we started, and there are a lot of worse podcasts out there in terms of sound quality and in terms of just banter and uh, such as value. let's let's name I names. I can't here. name names. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but I've been listening to some lately, <laughs> even like some kind of uh, kind of big time podcasts or podcasts with a lot of iTunes reviews and stuff, and you know what? We we put out a good product here, so I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I'm patting myself <laughs> I think on you the might. back. <laughs> you're patting it. You're patting it real hard. Yeah, it's a wonder that we don't have a million iTunes reviews. Yeah, just sixteen still, but uh, you know, it's we appreciate those sixteen as well as any support we've gotten. Uh, yeah, both, both we're more about quality over quantity, anyways. We always have been. The quality of the iTunes reviews. I'm actually more interested in quantity. Oh, TB, well. TBH. But, Jordan, I'm not here to talk about iTunes reviews, how good our podcast is, or any kind of sponsors or donations. You mentioned that I had texted you this week uh, only once. I only text you one time per week, as a rule. (laughs) And uh, I texted you a picture. uh, This time was no words. It was just a picture. It was a a selfie. No. Uh, It was a photo of a a goodwill find that I, I, Mm. well... I found, Jordan. A good goodwill find. A goodwill find found. And it was the Home Improvement, Home Improvement, the Hilarious Handyman Game. And Jordan, it's a Home Improvement board game. I walked into the Goodwill. Uh, I'm rounding out my collection of Stephen King books. I only need two more. If you think you have a lot of Stephen King books, reach out to me. See if uh, I need those too. We'll we'll strike up a deal. 
uh, and I was just perusing the shelves, and I found the hilarious handyman game uh, still in the well, it's still in the package, but it opened once, lightly used. I'm here to describe the game to you, Jordan. Describe it to me. Are you, in, are you this, interested in this? Should I be talking about it? I'm very okay. interested. I'm very. I, when you send it to me, I'm going to look at the text. What did I send back? I, uh, you said you better get it. I'm, you better get it. You thought about not getting it. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the picture, it has a $1.99 price tag. It, it seemed a little bit too rich for your blood. I was but just thinking, my, in my head, I was I pushed like, you over the edge. In my head, I was thinking, $1.99, I'd rather pay... 99 like this is two dollars no thank you a dollar why didn't you haggle you can't do that at goodwill they have signs up that say that you can't specifically Uh, no haggling because yeah i mean i i feel like it's a place where you should be able to but they are ill-equipped i think they're worried i would have got i'm too good at haggling and i would have gotten them to actually you know pay me to take the game they actually put the signage up after you came in the first time. Yeah, I walked in. I was like, "All right, I got uh, ten books. How about how about two bucks?" I'm like, no, that's that's gonna be more. It's gonna be ten dollars. <laughs> that's not how it rolls at Goodwill. All right, so I guess I should first describe the box. Um, so Please, and we'll send. We'll, I'm gonna, we'll make sure to I'm post, post a picture. A lot of pictures. I'm gonna set up the game, uh, and I'm gonna use a filter, and I'm gonna make it look really good. So, uh, the box is. I would say caution tape, a caution tape kind of uh, background with a photo of the family along with Al. I think pretty much the photo of the family is, I would say, the era we're in right now, pretty close to it, based on the kids' kind of ages. Um, maybe, maybe season two, but what's on the board doesn't necessarily sync up with what the, the family photo looks like. I will say the photo is kind of hilarious because Wilson's eyes are completely closed. Like, they're not open at all. So I'm not sure why they used this photo or if this was just what they had. But So it's a family photo, and it says the Hilarious Handyman game. And uh, How am I doing so far? Are you, are you interested? Um, I want to know why it's hilarious. I mean, I understand why it's handy. So it looks like a Monopoly board. Um, okay. There are... I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go through... A little bit about the game. So, instructions. Players. For two to six players or teams. Players should be referred to as... Teams. (laughs) Six teams. (laughs) Wow. Six teams. Can you imagine just getting like 30 of your closest friends to come over and play this game? Oh my goodness. Six teams of six. I don't even think I can get six people to come over and play. We might be able to have like a tournament. We'll just do a virtual tournament since we're in different locations. You'd have to get a copy, but that seems doable. Players should be referred to as handymen and or neighbors throughout the course of the game. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Hey, handyman. Handyman. That's handyman an, or handywoman. Like, come on. That, that's an incredible, incredible rule. This is so nice. Oh, my goodness. It's not, it's not very gender. I guess, like, is there any punishment if you don't do it? Like, you know, drinking games, you have to have to drink or something like that. I think um, you, if you want this game to be fun, you have to be drinking in general. You take a na- you take a nail in your hand or something? Oh, jeez. Uh, objective, to earn $50,000 in equity by successfully completing home improvements. <laughs> so. That's, a, it's modest. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, $50,000, that must be expensive home improvements. Summary of play, handyman, and or neighbors, I'll add that. Proceed around the outer track of the board, purchasing tools and supplies required to complete the jobs described on the home improvement cards. When a handyman has all the supplies and tools required to complete one or more jobs, they may proceed to the home squares. 
When they land on the room indicated on the home improvement card, they then take a tool time rating card. Handymen add the equity indicated on the home improvement card to their equity score sheet if successful. Doesn't that sound overly complex? I was going to say, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, uh, they, they got a little in-depth. I guess after you, you know, you're not trying to make it like Monopoly. You're not trying but to make it like But it is like Monopoly trouble. because it's, it's the equivalent to, like, having four houses to, like, or having all of the... The properties to buy, to buy it to put houses on and then having all the houses to buy a hotel it kind of seems like the same thing yeah but it's not because it's a hilarious handyman yeah game. that's true all right to begin select one player to be the banker rip off oh it's it's monopoly yeah. that's monopoly each handyman all right let's tell you hear this wait each, I, this is me i'm always the banker each, i get to be the banker you right? can wear your silly hat each handyman <laughs> starts the game with five thousand dollars in cash Three $1,000 bills, three $500 bills, four $100 bills, four $20 bills, and four $5 bills, and an equity score sheet. Shuffle the home improvement cards and deal four to each player. Place the rest of the deck at the center of the board. Shuffle the remaining decks and place on their designated spaces. Each handyman chooses a, a token and places it on the payday starting square. All handyman All right, roll tell the me, dice. Tell me about the these tokens. First. Um, I mean, they're actually just kind of like plain colored tokens they are plastic oh. there's 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 not i know you would think there'd be like a that's a rich. real missed opportunity there's like i mean they could have done little statues of the characters they could have done it's the equivalent to what symbols. you use in, in sorry it's like the same kind of thing uh, that's a bummer i mean they could even just done like tools just put like a hammer and a nail and whatever in there i don't know it does even it's even the same so there's handyman so, handymen collect $2,000 each time they pass payday. So, that's like the equivalent to passing go and collecting $200. <laughs> Man, they were really lazy here. Uh, describing the board... So, sounds like we could make our own board game from the sounds well, of it. I mean, there's a reason this was $2 at Goodwill. So, there are four cards. There's the power card. There's the Heidi Ho good neighbor card. There is the tool time <laughs> rating card. And there is the go ask Al card. Uh, <laughs> so, the board itself... Al gets his own card and Wilson gets his own card. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll read some of them. So there is, of course, the the payday. If you land here, you collect the payday of $2,000. There's the Home Improvement Center space, Jill's Designer Boutique. There's Harry's Hardware, Ooh. which Harry's Hardware, that isn't, I don't know when that comes into the show, but that's something we haven't encountered yet in the third season, so yeah. this must, must have come out later. There's Wilson's Zap and Tap, Mortgage Time, Pay 100 Times the Roll of Both Dice. Yikes. Uh, Binford Tool Space, K and B Construction Space, Borland's Bargain Basement. That's not a thing. <laughs> doesn't even have an apartment. Now. It is now. What else? Anything else? I think I think they just kind of repeat them after that, and then uh, you have to go up and do repairs in spaces in the Taylor House. So you could repair the kids' bedroom, the dining room, the nanny suites. There's no nanny suite in the Taylor House. Kitchen oh, man. Nook. They're really taking license with this. Games room? Why wouldn't it just be called game room? Why is it called games room? <laughs> well, because there's more than one game in there. Uh, right. Uh, family room, garage, <laughs> workshop, etc. So, yeah, I mean, I wish we could play it. We've said this before, we live too far apart. No, I think we can play this. Do you have any more questions about it? There are variations. <laughs> Team play. Uh, it's just a lot. Team play. This came out in 1995. It looks like so about a year after where we're at in the show. Um, okay. I mean, 
I, I can. There's, a, there's mean, a lot more on here. I don't know that it's interesting to hear me read about. I, I mean, I think it's interesting. No, you think it's interesting? I, I think what we're gonna have to do is, you know, we have we have video cams, and uh, you know, I think we're gonna have to play together and then record the conversation. Something and share about you it saying everyone. video cams just sounds vaguely kind of dirty. <laughs> Uh, we could play Hope and Podcast Gone Wild I don't know that we have the following or nor have we earned the I don't know if we had the fake it till you make it Adam yeah I'm just not sure we would we record us playing this game no yeah I don't see why not I mean I guess it sounds like a poll for next week would you listen to an episode of us playing this game Boy, that is... I wouldn't listen to it, but maybe our... Fa- maybe, <laughs> maybe that's only for our Patreon people, folks. People, yeah, that sounds like more of a punishment. They gave us money. I think we should I think we should release to everybody else except for them. That would be a good thing. Here's one funny thing. You have to, you have to pay money, otherwise you, money, you have to listen otherwise to just listen. So, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot more information here. Um, there's a dry erase marker that should be used for checking off items on home improvement cards. So it came with, like, a cool home improvement dry erase marker um i'm gonna be Hmm. posting pictures of all this stuff so you know you don't have to leave it to your imagination one funny thing so the only sign of usage other than everything being opened up but on the score sheet someone wrote al borland with the dry erase marker that's the only thing they just wrote the name al borland but other than that uh there's no sign of usage so Hmm. there you have it well I uh, I'm very thankful that you found that. I'm very thankful for your description, and uh, I'm interested to hear what people think about. Does us anyone playing ever play this? this? I guess I would wonder. I, I would doubt it, but I would be curious. And yeah, if yeah, you I want to hear. To play this game, no one's <laughs> going to say anything. Uh, I don't think we. You ever, better just make a poll. I don't think we. I will because my poll this week certainly didn't go very well, but. It's it seemed topical. I'm glad to have it, Jordan. I'm glad you convinced me to pay the two dollars. Because like I said, if I I texted you it, and if uh, if you wouldn't have said anything, I probably wouldn't have purchased it. Which well, I'm glad that I uh, have such clout. You have major clout. You have more clout than claws on this show. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put it away as we record, and uh, I'll post some pictures later. I, I got I get some free time today, so uh, I'll set it up. Yeah, and I'm post some I'm pics. excited to see. Yeah, because I only got the one picture, so even even you're withholding that information from me. Well, Jordan, picture didn't happen. Mm, exactly. Let's, let's talk. No. Let's let's you know leave the game in dust for now. Forget about the game until we play it, record it, and it just puts us over the top, and we we just kind of explode as a result. We end up on AV Club's Podmass article and uh, you know, transition. We start our own podcast network. Mark Marin kind of status. Are, yeah, yeah. People are trying to join. What are we so cover this week instead? Yeah, instead we're going to cover right now. Episode sixty two is going to be slip sledding away. Slip sad in a way. Uh, written by another duo, and this one is Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris. They co-wrote Blow Up, if you remember that yeah. lovely one with Jill's giant picture. That was picture. a bad one. That was not a very good one. All right. But, uh, you know, the Meat Man was in that one. No Meat Man in this one, but this one aired on January 5th, 1994. <laughs> sure about that? Um, sorry, I was looking at my alternative titles, just thinking about... How great they are uh, compared to last week. So I'm excited to move on to that. So you have four, you said, right? I have four alternative titles. Um, they're not that good. All right. Well, why don't you why don't you lead off? All right. So the title of the episode is "Slip Sledding Away." My first one is "The McGurn Return." Mmm. 
Okay. Well, I have a McGurn one, too, so I'll, I'll say that one. Crash in McGurn. That's pretty good. Hey, McGurns, eat, eat garbage. garbage. <laughs> oh, my man. Second, my I wish you would have said that. Uh, <laughs> all right, my next one. Emergency room for two. Oh, nice. Thank you. All right. Um, so I, this one kind of works too. I forget what they called it. Is it Dead Man's Hill or Dead Man's Dead Man's Hill curve? was in Davison. It's Dead Man's Curve on this show. <laughs> All right. So mine is Dead Man's Swerve. I almost did that one, but I didn't think it was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's my weakest. Let me sex you a question. <laughs> Uh, I also have a saxophone one, and this one is to the tune of uh, one of my favorite 90s jams. Return of the sax. One second. Uh, yeah, that's right. Last one is, I should have done a better one for my last one. This is not that good. My neighbor, Vinny. Like my cousin, Vinny. It's bad. Yeah. It's not that good. Hey, you know what? It's it's not too bad. I've, I've, I've established myself as being the guy that has four. So I had three okay ones. I was like, I gotta add that fourth. Like, you know, <laughs> Adam, the guy who has four deets. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think those are better than some of the weeks that we've had. I, yeah, definitely. I remember yeah. last week being particularly terrible for me. So I feel a little bit better after that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you got a plot synopsis? No, this week nobody wrote anything. No, Bernie, no, Tony Topola, no. No, there's Bernie. Bernie's here. We can always rely on Bernie. So, Randy loses a sled race to a neighbor boy he does not like, so Tim helps him build a super sled. He wants to win to prove he is good enough, even though he's short. (laughs) Meanwhile, Brad wants to give up his saxophone lessons. This episode has got to be personal to you, when when Randy kind of has his his monologue, (laughs) talking about how he's how he's. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I just I can't wait to reflect because it's not anything I can relate to, but I I, I'll be curious to hear your perspective. All right. Uh, I mean, ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. You want to open? Let's do it. Yeah, so we're going to open with a real American hero. And I think you all know what we're talking about and where we're going with for this. Uh, submarine sandwiches. They're a real American hero. Uh, we should say that the logo bounces through on the way here. Uh, it kind of wants to get in, in and out of the scene, as we are wont to do, but we're stuck with it for a little bit. Well, so- logo was hungry. <laughs> Logo was hungry. He's going subway. Yeah, he wants to get a All right. So, yeah, Tim's talking about sub sandwiches here, and uh, he does. It's really bad open. It's, I guess I should It's start one of the that. worst opens I, rem- of all time. I remember us covering. Yeah, that's it. I agree. That's all I have to say about it. It's bad. I mean, we'll describe it, but it. And Al is confused, too. Takes, he doesn't know where Tim's going. This, this. One more thing about I'll just say. It takes so many swings at humor, and it misses every time. There's only one that I like in this scene, yeah, actually. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Keep going. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, sub sandwiches. Um, he talks about hiding a sub sandwich uh, when your wife puts you on a diet. He does the thing that we hate where he gets into his woman's voice and is nagging. Uh, well, I also wondering... like how he's describing a scenario. He's like... So let's hear, he, he goes in to describe a scenario, like he tries to connect the sub sandwich uh, to squeaky floors, and he describes a scenario that just like is grounded in, uh, there's no reality. no reality, like let's say you have a sub sandwich in your garage, and your wife puts you on a diet, and you have to sneak down and get it, and you don't want the floor to squeak, that's not a thing. No, the sub wouldn't taste good, it's gonna be hot. Well, I mean, 
why would you put this up in your garage? And why would your wife put you yeah, on I don't a, know. Who, what kind of, do, do, Jordan, you're married. Does your wife put you on a diet where you can't eat subs? No. Is that a, is that a kind <laughs> no, of diet? Not, I don't know. All right. Not yet. Uh, maybe, yeah, we'll, maybe in a couple we'll years I'll, I'll know what he's talking about. Yeah. Maybe after I have three kids, that'll be a thing that happens. That's but that's not what's happening right now. And, uh, yeah, so... I don't know. And then he connects it with subfloors, because that's what Al thought they were going to talk about. So, sub sandwiches, subfloors, hilarious, right? I honestly no. didn't even make that connection. Well, I that's must, how bad I must it was. Been, I must have been tuned out from the get-go. Yeah, I was going to say, after after that uh, that whole... Once he goes into that nagging woman voice, you kind of yeah. tune out, because yeah. you know what's coming next. But right. anyways, uh, they start talking about how to get rid of a squeak in subfloors. And there's three distinct squeaks. There's a sneak... There's a creak and there's a groan, and in the groan, Tim, the they play like a noise for all of these. Mm-hmm. Tim groans for the is groan, this your laugh? and that made me yeah, laugh. This, this, this is my that's laugh. That's my laugh as well. Yeah. So at, le- at least good there. Uh, yeah, there's a different repair for each of those noises, and they go about how you can fix that stuff. And uh, then Tim does something different that we haven't seen, I don't think, ever. He makes fun of old people instead of women. Mm -hmm. And that prompts Al to hold up the uh, P.O. Box sign, you know, if you want to send your fan mail. Audience loves it. To Tim. Yeah, it's been a while since we had that. Yeah, still funny. But you know what? You know what would make the end of the scene perfect? If there's some sort of hijinks or something goes wrong. We need a telecom powder gag. Yeah, let's, let's get some powder going. So they go to fix a creek. Or, yeah, they go to fix a creek in the wood, and uh, Tim tries to squ- squirt this powder, and it goes into Al's face. And uh, then Tim really caps it off <laughs> it, with a great mime routine. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> but like, they don't even they don't even have the wherewithal to stop when Al gets <laughs> they covered keep going. with talk about it. They're like, nah, we need to hedge our bets. One more, one more bit. <laughs> It's it's an awful 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 opening scene. He says but. like Al does mime mime his mime routine at the mall. I, sh- I was gonna open with saying that you do mime routines at the mall as as our cold <laughs> open, but like and then he like gets apples. Oh man! Imagine if this was your first episode of Home Improvement and this was the first scene you saw, you would never tune in again. Yeah, never. It's, it's comically awful. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, Andrea watched the last episode with me one mm-hmm. time. This yeah. first time she's watched an episode with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she watched that scene, she would have just never watched another episode with me again. Yeah, she so would have. I'm glad. She would have went to Seattle and never never came back. <laughs> never came back. She said, we're getting a divorce. I can't believe you spend your time doing this. <laughs> Alright, next scene. All right. I like how... I just looked, my note says my prayers have been answered. So last week I'm talking about Brad playing Brad playing the sax, and I'm like, I gotta have a Brad sax episode. I gotta know more about Brad and the sax. Well, we get it here, uh, and we do. We did. Know, we did clamor for that. Was, so it's good. I was wrong. I would say it's not as interesting as I thought it was gonna be. But you know, I guess I'm glad they tried it. So we open on Brad playing sax in the garage, and I just have a quick aside. Uh, so you know how I played that, uh, or rather, I, I posted that the gif of Clinton on Ar- Arsenio playing the sax. Yeah, yeah. Why is he wearing sunglasses? Is it just to look cool? Cause he's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, that's how the blues people roll. That's what, uh, that's it. Like, that's a blues thing. They play sun, they wear sunglasses where they, will they play saxophone? Yeah. I, I mean, that just means they're cool. I guess. I don't know. That's, I, I mean, are the lights too bright for him? I don't think that's the reason. I mean, Arsenio's not wearing sunglasses. I just wonder if there well, was not, if there he's was he's not playing the sax. If there was an actual reason or if he was just doing it to look cool because I if he's just doing it to look cool then I like it even more. Well, he's just doing it to look well, cool. I like it even more. All right, so <laughs> Brad's playing the sax. Uh 
it is kind of funny how like he's so bad that he's kind of like relegated to the garage to practice. <laughs> like they just are like, I yeah, just go to un- unfortunate for Tim though. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, that's his man zone. Uh, so Brad is really bad at it. So bad that Tim dropped something on his foot. Um, this episode has a lot of short scenes and they move a lot, a lot of like back and forth. So, uh, Brad's getting frustrated. He knows he's bad at it. Uh, but Tim says, you gotta keep at it. You can't, can't quit already. So we cut inside. Jill's in there. Well, she's doing something I don't know that we've ever seen her do before, Jordan. I think she's doing dishes at the sink. Is that? Is that yeah, that this familiar? is definitely a new turn for her. Yeah, she's doing something in the kitchen, uh, which... <laughs> she she might do laundry later, which is also something new. Yeah, I mean, I know she's working at that magazine, but we still see her generally putting away groceries, coming back home from getting groceries. <laughs> or cooking. Dishes, cooking, cleaning, things like that, so... You know, there's that. Uh, but Tim Tim walks in and he notes to her that, you know, good news, Brad might quit. And Jill says, you know, I don't, he, he just started, he shouldn't quit. We don't want him to be labeled as a quitter. Uh, until we go back to the garage. I mean. Also, he bagged for sax lessons. I would like to have seen that. Mom, yeah. Dad, please, <laughs> I want saxophone lessons. I want the rationale. I want to wear sunglasses. I wish she was wearing sunglasses in the garage like Clinton. That would be cool. Yeah, that would have been a lot cooler. But it's not, and so it's not very cool. And he's not very good at hit Mary Had a Little Lamb, so it's bad all the way around. Yeah, got that right. But back inside, uh, <clears throat> Randy comes in, and he's all wet. Or no, I guess this is the garage. He's coming in the garage. Randy's all wet with snow. Um, turns out that Paul and Vinnie McGurn put him in a snowbank. Mm. So we get the return of the McGurns. Why is Randy sledding alone? Well, this whole, I don't know. Twice in this episode, he just goes sledding alone. Have you ever done that? No, I guess not. But, you know, Brad's too busy with his sax lessons, and we don't really want to take Mark. I mean, yeah, or or a guy that is look looks like Mark. Did you pick up at the... Well, we'll talk about it at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's not Mark. It's not Mark on the couch. Uh, yeah, so Randy I wouldn't comes, even say he looks like Mark, but... It's just, yeah. Yeah, just a kid with a magazine in front of his face. Uh, Randy, the McGurn, the McGurns beat... Randy in a race, and then to celebrate, they threw him in a pile of snow. Randy's just getting bullied. These are monsters. Um, Brad says he hates those guys, and then three times. Yeah, but okay. So he says I hate those guys, and then he says it again right away. And I thought that like they just like flubbed it. I thought they reused the same bit again or something, or like they didn't realize that I, I wasn't giving the show enough credit. Which no, was, they're they're playing a long game. Yeah, here. they're playing a long game. I didn't realize. That. I thought like they were just like repeating the same line. I thought, well, that's strange. Uh, Brad says he hates those guys like three times throughout this scene, and it is supposed to be funny because um, that is, he's a, Brad's a one-trick well, pony or some kind of a robot, and he can only repeat the same kind of dialogue throughout. <laughs> at the end, uh, at the end of the scene, he says it again, and both Randy and Tim like say "we know," and they put their hand up and simultaneously. And yeah, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. Uh, uh, I mean, th- at this moment, I thought that I was going to be on board with this episode because, like, essentially. What what transpires is Tim kind of pushes Randy to challenge them to another race, and Tim's going to soup up his sled to uh, to take on the McGurn's new bullet. Uh, my notes, something like that. Bullet. I wrote bullet razor. I don't think that's right. Can't read my handwriting. <laughs> it could it's be. a bullet. It it's be. a bullet type sled. So I, I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like a plan is going to come together. They're in the garage. It's going to be an Ocean's <laughs> Eleven kind of thing. Uh, they're going to work on the sled together, and at the end we're going to see Randy race, and it's going to go really well. None of those things happen. We don't see the plan come together. We don't even 
Spoiler, we don't get to see the race at the end. Shocking. Um, but at this it's point, I'm too, thinking, it's like... It's much too scary to have Randy do that race. I wanted to see it so bad. But at this point, I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be really, really good because I'm going to get to see a plan come together. Um, doesn't happen. So... No. And there's other monumental moments in this episode. Yeah. And monumental I use very loosely. Monumental, like this next scene. Uh, <laughs> well, before we get to that, yeah. uh, Randy, in response to being thrown into a snowbank, he wants to punch the McGurns in the face. Yeah. But Brad says, don't be stupid. These are giant humans. And uh, instead, you can use my buddy Troy, who, <laughs> if you give him 25 cents, he'll punch I himself in the that. face. about that. That actually so. is kind of funny. That does kind of ring true, because I feel like there would have been kids <laughs> in school that you would do that. <laughs> Troy, yeah, Troy, 25 cents too. Troy will punch himself in the face for a quarter. Uh, I have a friend named Troy uh, who used to listen to this. Will he punch himself? He in used the to face? listen to this podcast. I don't know if he still does or not. If he's still if he's still listening up, to, you know, sixty some episodes in. But Troy, if you're still listening, uh, hope all is well. Shout out to Troy, <laughs> listener of the podcast. Uh, he does not. Punch Troy, him. listener of the podcast, and Troy, Michigan. He won't. And Troy, he will not punch himself in the face for a quarter. It's, I've never asked, but I'm assuming he would want at least five dollars or something like that. Troy, if you're listening, we'd like to know. Would you do that? Yeah, he, do, he doesn't follow us on Twitter, but. I'll let you know. Uh, well, maybe he'll text you. Yeah. Um, so Tim says that fists do not accomplish anything, which is kind of a surprise for me. Yeah, don't you know, we remember the, the karate episode? Yeah, that's uh, he's really changed since then. But instead, Tim's response is, let's beat Vinny at his own game. Can I say how great of a name Vinny is? You Vinny. just don't hear too many Vinnies. Well, then Vinny McGurn. <laughs> So, so his idea is to race Vinny with Tim's improvements uh, to the sled. So that's that's where we're going with this episode. Uh, as you said, there is a monumental scene coming up. I was hoping we were going to see the sled scene at the end, and then Randy was going to do, Hey, McGurns, eat snow. <laughs> eat snowbank. Eat shit. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder they didn't send I that. I wish they would. I don't know. All right, let's. I just want oh, to get well. to this next scene, Jordan. All right, well, let's get to the next scene. You want it so bad? Just talk about it. <laughs> it's really just so short. Uh, Jill <laughs> says Mark needs a haircut because she could mop the floor with his head because it's his hair so long. And Mark says you just don't want to listen to Brad do saxophone lessons. And she says, "Don't." I don't tell, want that getting around. Don't her tell anybody I said that. Next scene. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not all that happens. Uh, seemed like it. Keep going. Go ahead. All right, Brad comes down, and he talks again that he wants to quit the saxophone. And Jill sits him down on the table, and uh, he says, this is going to be one of those stories where you say, when I was a little girl, yada, yada, yada. And she says, no. But then she goes and says, when I was a little human, or something like basically, that. So she tries basically, to... he, knows, he knows her too well. I mean... Yeah. That was, I guess that was clever because that is literally always, she always tries to put herself like in, like put things in terms they can understand. And she always is like, when I was a girl, I was in a situation that was vaguely like this and I handled it much better than you will. Which is. Yep. And how, this is how she handled it. So she had to take flute lessons and uh, she didn't quit even though she didn't like it. And she's glad she stuck with it. But Brad calls her on her bullcrap right away. Uh, he says, why? You don't play it now. And she says, she likes knowing that she could play if she wanted. Uh, also, she would enjoy mother-son jam sessions if he gets better at sax. So she openly tells him that he sucks at sax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then Mark can't find his shoes. Um, and... <laughs> I wish the whole episode was just about Mark trying to find his shoes. That's a, that's a really good like bottle episode, just Mark walking around the house trying to find shoes. I, I, could, I could get on board with that. Yeah, well, they didn't show enough of that in this episode. Do you think episode, that he but... got lost trying to find his shoes, and that's why they had to replace him with a 
stand in at the end of the episode. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Wow. Good good guy there. Good smart. Smart. Uh, Brad also... Let's see. What happens here? Is that the end of that scene now, or are we moving on to the next one yet? No, I guess this is when Jill Randy Lee, comes Jill home from leaves. the race. Randy comes home from, once again, sledding alone, I assume. Uh, he well, was, he's got a, he had to do a practice run. He was testing out the new sled that, that Tim souped up that we didn't see, which, again, show me that. Like, that's what this show is about. I want to see, just like I want to see the man's bathroom, I want to see Tim make the man's sled. Give me what I want, we do see We do see one alteration to the sled later, and I don't understand how it could help at all. I don't all. even remember seeing that. But, all right, Randy hurt his wrist testing the new sled. He, he I, hit a tree. I mean, I feel like you're lucky if you just hurt your wrist in that case. Uh, but he wants to keep <laughs> it a secret because if if Jill find if his mom finds out, she won't let him race, even though she doesn't know about the race yet at this point. I don't think. But he just thinks it's in his best interest to keep it a secret so that he can yeah. fall through. So on the he's kind of hiding around the corner as Jill is leaving for the haircut and the saxophone lessons. Yeah. Uh, then Brad leaves, and uh, I did like it. So like Tim comes in and Jill leaves and he tries to kiss her and he says and she ignores him and he says boy we lead fast-paced lives <laughs> that was kind of funny <laughs> yeah that's good uh so yeah tim and randy are there and randy spills to his dad what happened uh randy gets a little sassy when he's hurt uh he doesn't he doesn't want his dad to mess with him he doesn't want to go to the er he doesn't want anything uh but yeah tim's gonna take him to the er for an x-ray and uh, I thought it was kind of strange that, like, the first reaction is, like, we're going to the ER. That's expensive, isn't it? Shouldn't I mean, you just go to your, like, primary care doctor or something? Urgent yeah, care, maybe? I, I think probably, yeah, ER visits unless are... You know, unless you know that, like, this wrist is broken. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I think an ER visit, just... Because just, they just like, have to pay the ER staff so much more money that it ends up costing you a lot regardless of whether or not you need to be there so yeah you're right after hours clinic something like that i would have probably made more sense but then we wouldn't have gotten the next scene which yeah uh, which is was, my favorite scene in yeah, the episode which is the best scene in the episode so we head to the er um and i mean you can kind of guess what's going to happen here like the gag is is like everybody at the er knows tim like everybody he walks in and they call him by name and he is asking about people's daughters kids, kids um and it's it is funny. They have a big file uh, for him just for this. The nurse year. keeps it handy. Nurse uh, Marge, which I do have a bio for, so maybe we'll do this. Uh, and she, 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 <laughs> maybe. What do you mean maybe? I mean maybe we'll do this. I don't know. I, 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 if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Just tell me. Uh, tell me about Marge. Marge is played by Francesca P. Roberts, um, known for her roles in Legally Blonde, a movie I do and I do enjoy. Super Mario Brothers. In Good Company and Hard to Kill. Uh, of late, she appeared in an episode of Shameless. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Wilfred, Law and Order, L.A. Seventy-three credits to her name, so she's she's busy. Hey, um, you know I recognize her from Boston Legal, which was like my favorite show when I was in high school for some reason. Um, but she, she really, I loved it. I really like. I thought it was the best show that I thought it was like one of the best shows that had ever been on TV when I was in high school. How do you get into Boston reason. Legal? My dad. <laughs> Okay. Every right. so you know how Davison had the delayed start on Wednesday, right? Yeah. So uh, every Tuesday night, I would stay up and watch Boston Legal because it started at ten o'clock, and I would get a big bag of popcorn and sit down, and I would think life wow. is pretty good. You know, sometimes I think I know you, but other times I don't know you at all. Well, it's because we don't talk enough. We only talk about home improvement. <laughs> 
I will say uh, a couple more things on Marge. So she's going to end up being in four episodes of Home Improvement. So she is coming back, uh, which is surprising to me. It doesn't doesn't have the yeah, feel of Yeah, it seems a like a weird return. Back. Yeah. And it's not like sometimes they bring people back in different roles, but she's playing Marge all the way so through wait, to 19, They won't bring Maureen back. They won't bring Maureen back, but they'll bring Marge back. I know. It's really interesting. Um, and Jordan, one more thing on, uh, on Francesca is, and this is interesting to you, she's in one of your favorite television shows of all time. Do you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> no, but I can't wait to hear it. Well, Jordan, she was in Smart Guy. Uh, you, of course, remember her from oh. the 1997 episode Big Picture, where she played Mrs. Clendening. So, I mean, that's obviously, that's not only one of your favorite shows, but one of your favorite episodes. Smart so, Guy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do tell I you like about her. that episode all the time. She's uh, she's good in this. She has she has some good some good bits, and we'll we'll see her uh, moving forward. Do we need to see her again? I don't know, but we're going to. So let's just look forward to it, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah. So Marge, well done. Um, yeah, she like you said, everyone knows Tim here by name. Uh, Buzz even brings him a cup of coffee with his name on it. It says Tim. No, no, his name's not Buzz. He's Tim, the guy says no. That... His name is Buzz. No. Yes, and then Jordan. he makes a joke. They're going to be calling you Buzz if you have this much coffee. His really? That's dumb. Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, it's really dumb, stupid. but that's his name. But it was funny when the guy brought him a cup of coffee. That's like him. that's a good. Yeah. He hands him a cup of coffee with his his names on the mug. Uh, I read on IMDb under trivia. Again, this is not trivia. People on IMDb don't know what <laughs> trivia means apparently, but they're like, it's more just ironic that a year later. Or two years later, Tim would be playing Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that <laughs> isn't too. That, again, isn't that yeah. just great trivia? <laughs> yeah, you'll find that on Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's on one of the cards yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, another thing I do like about this scene is uh, Tim gets like the form to fill out in the ER, and doesn't he doesn't know anything about his son. Wait, he doesn't birthday I, any of that important I, stuff. He's just. And Randy takes it all in stride, I feel like. Randy's so uh, chill. But, I mean, this is why he became yeah. a heartthrob. He's just so relaxed about everything. Yes. Uh, I also was thinking, Tim must have really good insurance, because that file is rather large. And uh, if you didn't have a good insurance, you probably couldn't even afford that house they live in. So yeah. good, good on uh, Benford for giving him some good insurance. Well, that was we know, the last that, we know that how was important the last that thing. is. Well, you know how important John Benford was to Tim. You remember that episode where he died? Uh, we were all, all of a sudden very sad. So it probably was because he had hooked him up with such good insurance over the years. I mean, he was that there. Explains he it. was there when Brad was born. Yeah, that's only because he was finalizing some insurance stuff. God, that was so stupid. Was, I, don't even, I don't know. Was that worse than this episode? It's hard to say, really. Uh, yeah. All right, so. so Randy's nervous. What if he broke his bone? What if? Yeah, let's get through this scene. Uh, it ends with. <laughs> It ends with Tim. She said, Tim says, I'm happy that I'm here and not hurt, essentially. And then someone says, hey, tool man. And he looks the back. The janitor, and, from the looks the, of it. The janitor. And he looks back, and then he hits his head slash nose on the door. And he get, guess what? Now he has to get looked at as well. Maybe next time he can be there not as a patient. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. We're going to see her four more times, so I guess that question may very well be answered. It's true. All right, just like the sex question that we we are getting more answers. Let me sex you a question, Jordan. Mm. All right. Later at home, Jill asks how the the visit is. I'm surprised that she's not more freaked out that they had to go to the hospital. But uh, it's just a sprain. A couple days and he'll be fine. Also, like we said, uh, Jill's doing what she normally does at home. She's making dinner, homemade pizza. 
Uh, Tim had an x-ray on his head and it showed nothing. And so there's a laugh there. Um, I didn't even yeah, catch so that, man. I must, I, I, I must have been a little You did that. not like that. You didn't even give this episode a chance. I feel like the, it's just hard when the first scene is so bad. It was really bad. I understand. And then I, 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 I really do. I, like I said, I was kind of invested once I found out they were going to try to build a... You but know, then like, it didn't. It didn't fulfill your expectations. Then that didn't happen. So I just was like, oh, I'm not, not, not going to work. Just a classic case of uh, you know unfulfilled expectations. Yeah, Jordan, classic that's case. That's the way it works. Yep. yep. So uh, we Tim tries to like sneak by that he souped up his sled and whatnot, and Jill catches him, and she says that she can't believe that he did this. Mm-hmm. Which again, we've we've had this before. Like she can't believe that he went and souped up something. Seriously, Jill. Yeah, Come I on. mean, I don't, it's out of character for Tim. Out of character for Tim the Toolman. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like like we said earlier, this was a practice run. The actual race is on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, Dead they go on to explain they how Dead, Dead Man's. Uh... Dead Man's Swerve or Curve. Dead Man's Curve. Yeah. Dead Man's Curve. They they go on to talk about how men and women would react react to this situation differently. Um, yeah, I, I mean, not really. There's actually, not much else to say. They don't really do that, though, because, like, she says, this is how a woman would react <laughs> to the situation. You're all stupid. Let's move on. So she just kind of wants to call it very stupid, I feel like. Well, I think she's just saying she would ignore it. Well, you know what, though? That's not been my... Jill doesn't ignore anything. Like <laughs> No, she, the Karate episode really shows that she can't episode, ignore it. The Karate episode, the class reunion episode, like, she has... She holds grudges, so, I mean... She talks off, a big game, but she uh, can't walk the walk. Get off your high horse. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that every town has a dead man's hill curve? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, like insult, you, I mean, you have to tell me... Where was Dead Man's Hill? It was by where, I, it was by where I lived. It was like kind of by closer to live here. You were, ne- you were never there. I don't think I ever went there. Oh my gosh! I was how, how just like that, Jill. I was a, I was afraid of the name. Probably did you uh, did you go sledding? Yeah, a couple times. I wasn't a big sledding fan though. Why does that not surprise me? It probably scared you, <laughs> baby. I was terrified. I scared you too when you're a big baby. You don't even watch don't watch horror movies. Can't handle sledding. Ugh. Yeah, right. my life is just one big bubble. Ugh, bubble boy. Next scene, side yard. Brad is trying to hide his saxophone, like outside <laughs> because he's an idiot. Under a pile of wood. Like it's just uh, it's really stupid. But uh, you know what? It's really only serves to get Tim outside, and you know who's outside? Who? Uh, well, a cat. Ah, uh, yes, a cat. Uh, a cat. <laughs> Jasper Geppetto Brasky. Yeah, it's a cat. I was. I was thinking, like, this episode, if uh, if one of the cats that I have here in my studio were to purr, I could just pass it off as being the cat on the show, but they're both sleeping. Alas, so. they're not purring. Alas, they're not purring or meowing. So, Wilson is trying to get the cat out of a tree uh, for, and whose cat is it? I don't know, some uh, neighbor. We didn't care enough to write the name down. It's a specific <laughs> neighbor's cat. Wilson is like, you know, he's he's up there. He, I, I worry he was going to fall. Um, and I guess, and it's not explained, but the cat is in the tree because of the McGurn boys. So <laughs> yeah, just... Vinny put Fluffy, oh, Fluffy is the name of the cat. Yeah. Vinny put Fluffy up in the tree. I somehow. don't know, yeah, or he chased, chased Fluffy up there or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he basically, like, this is where we get what we often get, where Tim says Jill doesn't understand the meaning of a challenge. Um, Are we not playing a clip here, by the way? I guess I should have uh, that. Yeah, I forgot. Um, let's, let's save the clip for Randy later on. Yeah, that is marginally better than this. So, uh, yeah, we we will. Wow, this is 
I hope people don't We're get, subverting norms. People don't get mad that we didn't play our Wilson clip. It's just really not that good. Um, no wonder we can't get any more reviews. Yeah, I mean, downloads are up though, so hey, you know, I'm just I'm, kind of, I'm just cashing those checks. He says he, he <laughs> doesn't understand the meaning. Joe doesn't understand the meaning of a challenge. Uh, you know, he wants to protect his young, and then Wilson talks about a specific kind of antelope. And this is, it's actually sort of dark. Uh, he describes a, I, I pronunciation maybe It's very off. dark. It's a Saiga an- antelope or Saiga. 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 Saiga Dreamcast <laughs> antelope. So basically they, uh, they die because all they want to do is fight each other. Uh, they run. Yeah, run they, each cha- other. they they fight challengers from the outside by butting heads. And they don't They're so focused yeah, on they, fighting. They don't end up eating, and uh, they don't have enough meat on their bones for the winter, and they end up dying because all they want to do is fight. So basically, if Randy challenges the McGurns to a sled race, he he'll <laughs> die. Is what Wilson said. He won't be able to eat. He won't be able to eat, and he'll die. Uh, so <laughs> pretty dark. That's it. Very dark. Yeah, and uh, during this dark moment, team, Tim, team, 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 uh, how can he, I reach these kids? <laughs> uh, team is singing "Home on the Range" where the deer and the antelope play. Yeah, it looks like the lawn. It's really, it's really funny. Yeah, I'll tell you what else is funny: the sort of mowing the lawn outside. So <laughs> it's gonna have to. I mean, this it's is, either the coffee or the cats or the mowing just, uh, or a moving truck. Until we what get the, more money uh, via Patreon, I just can't invest in a sound soundproofing my studio. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, this episode you were, isn't that good anyway, so uh, why not add a, a lawnmower to the it's mix? Funny, it's funny that you opened this episode talking about how good our audio sounds compared to other podcasts. I mean, that hey, you I think to. it's a testament to the quality of our audio that you're able to hear such things as a lawnmower in the background. That just really speaks to the, the quality of the mics. We're authentic. Authenticity sure. is not in, We're not in some world. studio somewhere. No, man. We're not in some studio, but we'd like to be. Uh. <laughs> Our next scene, we are going to play a clip, correct? Uh, pfft, yes, yeah. this is where we're going to play a clip. We'll set it so up just Jill, briefly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jill sees Randy working on his sled. There is a little spoiler there um, on the sled. So Tim has made some modifications. It looks like that that's all he's done. But Tim is kind of polishing up the sled for the big race. And uh, Jill's going to confront them. And we're going to learn Randy's real motivation here. So let's go ahead and play a clip. Do it. Hi, how's your hand? Fine, Mom. What are you doing? Working on my sled. I want to talk to you about that. I don't think you should do this race on Saturday. Mom, I have to. My wrist is going to be fine. Even the doctor said so. I just think that the combination of that hill, that sled, and your father is too dangerous. (laughs) But, Mom, I'm fixing my sled, and Dad's going to show me what I did wrong. I don't see why you have to race Vinnie McGurn at all. Because if I don't, he's going to think I'm afraid of him, and I'm not should be afraid of him. He's a scary guy. No kidding. At the father-son picnic, he's the only kid that was mistaken for his father. (laughs) Now, you see, that's funny. Humor has always been your best weapon. But Vinny's too stupid to understand my jokes. (laughs) In your life, you're going to run up against a million Vinny McGurns. Are you planning on racing all of them? I don't know. All I know is that I have to race this one. I have to fight back. But it's not a fair fight. I'm never going to have a fair fight. I'm the shortest kid in my class. And don't tell me that my height doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's what's inside that counts. Don't sell yourself short. Sorry. (laughs) 
Look, in case you haven't noticed, even my little brother is the same size as me. Randy, everybody grows at their own rate. Mark just had a growth spurt. I mean, you could have one at any time. Yeah, but probably not by this weekend, huh? No, probably not. I'm gonna say something to you that I thought that I would never say to any of my kids. What? Kick some butt. <laughs> Randy's working tirelessly on his sled. Uh, Jill says that she doesn't think he should race. Uh, and Randy says that this is how he's gonna fight back. He can't just let them, you know, like get away with mistreating him. And, and Jill says, you know, you, you, there's going to be a lot of McGurns in your life, and you have to... I mean, she doesn't say this, but I feel like she's saying, you know, like... The McGurns, McGurns copulate quite a bit, so there's going to be a lot of McGurns in your life. <laughs> yeah, the McGurns are getting it. <laughs> uh, she's basically saying, or she should say, is pick your battles, but uh, Randy, Randy said that there's going to be a lot of battles in my life because I'm so short. Uh, mm. I, he has height insecurity. I mean, Mark's as tall as he is, so he's just he's he's getting bullied, and he needs to stand up. He for needs himself. to stand up for himself. Yeah, he does blow up here unexpectedly. Uh, for me, at it's least, it's out of I nowhere, and we've never heard him complain about his height before. And it only lasts for about twenty seconds. <laughs> it's as if <laughs> like they minutes. were writing, and they all of a sudden they realized, like, hey, you know what? Randy's kind of short for his age. Is that something we should address? Uh, yeah, I mean, he is actually the oldest of all three of them, like in in real life. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that they do use this real oddity in the plot. It's just, you know, as with a lot of things such as the saxophone, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, I guess, Jordan, elephant in the room, uh, you're short. Or a mouse in the room. You're a short person. Uh, I, <laughs> I just looked up Jonathan Taylor Thomas's height, and he's 5'5", five five, and I mean, I don't want to you reveal too much, but you're also 5'5". Five five. I am 5'5". Five five. So uh, do you have anything? is Brad? In real life, now is he six four? No way, he's not as tall as I am. Because <laughs> that would be that would be, cool. be interesting. I bet he's six two. He is five eleven, so not. Oh, right. Well, he definitely looks much like five eleven people look to me. He looks a little bit taller. Uh, so yeah, um, Jordan, did, did, I am short. Did this is hard for were, me to talk the, about? Were you these know? feelings you had when you were young? Did no, you, were you concerned about being short? Nope. I, I, I don't know. It never really bothered me that much. Uh, I will say maybe we have a friend that it did bother that we would say had short person syndrome sometimes. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about I'm not talking about you. Like, even, even with basketball, know, yeah. you weren't frustrated. You played basketball, you weren't frustrated, you weren't taller. No. Um, I mean, sure, it would have been nice to be taller, but it never bothered me, I guess. Um, I, I guess I always could kind of jump high so that maybe that didn't bother me as much i don't know i i, I don't know I don't, never bothered me i didn't really i couldn't resonate with this as much really? as maybe you would have hoped it would have been better for our show no. if you yeah I, but i'm not a liar so yeah, i, I won't lie hey, she'll tell no lies all right well uh <laughs> thanks for sharing nothing, <laughs> nothing. and uh, that's fine. <laughs> you did say i would be disappointed you were right the scene ends uh Rain, you know jill jill has a she i guess better understands where randy's coming from and she really shocks us all by saying, kick his butt. Uh, race so him. Race him, Jerry. Uh, she, yeah, you know, I was thinking about that earlier, too. It's a much better race episode. We actually see the race. So he's going to, you know, he has Jill's permission and uh, the race, the race shall go on. 
the next scene. Go on. Yep. Tim comes in uh, after his advice from Wilson and meets up with Jill. They sit down at the fireplace, and after finding Brad's saxophone in the fireplace, uh, they talk a little bit more about this issue. And it seems that Tim and Jill have flip sides here. So now Tim says, no, he's not going to race. And Jill says, he has to race. Uh, Jill says he has something to prove. Suggests She suggests some modifications, some illegal modifications to the sled. It's not the Olympics. Um, yeah, it's not the Olympics. Who cares? It's just the McGurns. And uh, Jill says, you were right. And there's a first for everything here. So... She, she says, you were right, um, but she won't say that she's wrong. She's kind of dancing around it, and Tim's trying to, to get her to say That's it. That's a really great quality it. for a person to have. <laughs> yeah, they want to admit when they're wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> really great for Tim. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they uh, well, Tim specifically, kind of forgets Wilson's advice real quick here, and I guess since it's not very applicable to the situation. It's because it's or, not, yeah, it's because it's like. It's more like life very, and death. The very extreme of this situation, you know. Maybe maybe Dead Man's Curve is aptly named though. Maybe maybe tell me that in the script. Maybe Jill's <laughs> mad that Randy goes down because a kid died there last week. That makes more sense. Yeah. Well. Well, we don't like to make sense. So that's that's the end of this scene. They both decide that we're gonna race him. Uh, and to your chagrin, they skip over the race. Yeah. And I mean, the next, next scene, scene should next scene should be him racing. Do we get that? Of course not. Because that's what they do on the show. I was so this is probably the most mad I've ever been about them skipping something. A mm. lot of times we are cheated out of the most interesting part of an episode. This time it was. I mean, this episode is so boring and like has nothing going on. We're just building up to this race, and finally, you know, Jill agrees to let the race go on, and we're into it, and they just completely skip it. How hard is it to film a race scene? Like really, like you know, you don't they're, have to do they're that willing much. to they're willing to spend time doing a tractor race with Bob Vila, but they won't do this. They've done it like three times. Like how hard would it be? Just it doesn't even have to look good. They did that episode a couple of years ago where they were outside and the you know camping, and that looked all right. Like just use that same set. I was so mad. It really gr- grinded your gears. Huh? I mean, it's just like that's what the whole episode's about. Show me the race. Like getting ripped off. At that point, I was, that point, I was like, "Podcast is done. I'm done doing this." Um, you didn't so, yeah. text me that you want to quit, so I guess I'm, I understand. I mean, I'm like, I'm about done. I'm on my last leg. I bought this board game. I'm, I mean, that kind of brought two dollar investment game. wasted. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you going to count me? I hope somebody will. Uh, so yeah, they <laughs> skip the race, but to make sure we know what has happened, uh, they basically there's dialogue where Brad is like, "Sure was cool when you beat those McGurn boys in that race that we're not going to show you because we're cheap." Um, and Randy said, yeah, it was cool how I took that curb, blah, blah, blah. The only thing interesting about this scene is that it's not Mark sitting on the couch. It's, like, another kid for some reason. We don't know why, uh, but it's supposed to be Mark. And, like, this kid's wearing a hat, and he has a magazine covering his face the whole time. And then in the bloopers later on, like, you, it very obviously isn't Mark. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't find anything online There's about no that, explanation, but, really, yeah. why. I don't know. Was was Mark at uh, school that day? What happened? Lost his know. shoe. Couldn't find it. But Yeah, uh, that's probably what happened. We do find we out. Also, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, probably the same thing you were going to say. We do find out that uh, Tim was dancing a little bit. He had a victory dance after Randy won. And Mr. McGurn, in response, challenged Tim to their own race. And Tim sprained his ankle. Roll credits to Black Slip, sledding away. There is an, an, a, way too many outtakes for this, and none of them are funny. But The only interesting one is when you see the kid's face that isn't Randy, yes. because it's just like funny, because it's a completely different kid. 
Yeah, for sure. So highs and lows. Um, I know that you don't like this one. I guess I'll go first then. So you can like, you know, build up your anger and then unload. <laughs> it's going to be short. Uh, <laughs> I've complained throughout the whole episode, so I don't think I have a lot new to say. But I, I definitely think uh, I, I did like it a little bit more than you. I remember this one from the past. I didn't remember that Christmas one we watched last time, but I did remember this one. Um, highs for me, I definitely... I did like Randy's passionate appeal to race using, you know, like a real height situation. His Ra- passionate you, appeal. You mean racing? Yeah. Well, As to race to in general. appeal to race. <laughs> he's, he's very passionate about, uh, about segregation yeah. and desegregation and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we've seen the puberty plots, like the rebellious trope a few times but at least they kind of went towards a different part of puberty and this is kind of his insecurity so it was interesting at least a little bit for me to see it explored um would have been nicer if they you know didn't come out of nowhere and i guess they probably won't deal with it ever again after this either so that's kind of a little strange but uh i do love the return of the mcgurns uh nothing nothing quite like a nice neighborhood rivalry uh I'd, I would like to hear, you know, how we did get the McGurns or, you know, eat garbage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, from the last... It would have been nice to have them say something like that in this episode. But we did not get that. Uh, I did enjoy also my favorite scene of the episode was the hospital set. I thought that was pretty good all the way around with Tim being well known there and the, the cup with Tim's name on it and all that kind of stuff. So Lowe's... Um, yeah, Wilson's advice doesn't really match up with what's going on in the situation. Uh, and the opening scene to the show is by far the worst scene we've ever seen um, with all the sub-jokes and the subfloor and the Tim mocking, nagging women and all that kind of stuff. It's really all the things that we hate about home improvement. It rolled up into one little scene. So, uh, But yeah, overall, I, I, I thought it was not as boring as you thought it was, so... Let's see. Let's hear it. Let's hear your thoughts. I know we've heard a lot of them. Anything new to to say about how much you hate this? Other episode? than you're just like dead wrong on everything you just said. Eyes, <laughs> um, I, I liked. I, I do. Wait, you didn't. You didn't like the return of the McGurns? Jordan, I'm getting ready to tell you. Highs, <laughs> I uh, I liked the hospital scene. I thought that was funny. That's something they haven't done yet, which is something they should do. It was it, all around. I, I got most of the laughs I got in this episode came from that scene. Uh, other highs. I mean, I guess I liked it when Tim said that we lead fast-paced, busy lives. That was a good, a good line. Um, I didn't. The return of the McGurns nah, didn't really do anything. Like, for it was me. underwhelming for yeah, you. Yeah, I expected more. I thought Brad saxophone would be more interesting, but that didn't really do anything for me. This episode was mostly just disappointing to me because it established some things that I, in theory, sound interesting. Uh, a sled race, Randy dealing with issues of height, uh, Brad playing the saxophone, etc. but it didn't really deliver on any of them. I think, like, the first scene and the last scene are kind of representative of what I didn't like about this episode. The first scene is just, like, really, really terrible, not funny, tries to be funny in five or six different ways. None of them work. It's kind of cringeworthy. And then the last scene, you're cheated out of what would have been the most interesting part of the episode and what they were building towards the whole time. So, uh, this episode bookends itself in a awful, awful way, and I did not enjoy much of it at all. All right. But so I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> happy to be alive, happy to move on to the next episode. Uh, so that's episode 62. Why don't 
Why don't we just rip open the mailbag? Maybe you'll enjoy the mailbag. A little bit more. Well, it depends. We'll see. You've got mail. <laughs> All right. All right. So on Facebook, uh, we had a couple of responses to our last episode, which was "Twas the Blight Before Christmas." So we had that great scene with the uh, the boys, uh, Mark and the other choir boys, singing Noel, and they had the little. N-O-E-L on their little choir outfit. So uh, we we know what happens to Mark because we're going to be following him throughout the whole the whole series here. But those other three boys, where do we know them from? Will we see them again? Those were questions that I didn't know the answer to. Although I did recognize one of them, um, but I didn't know from where. But luckily some fans wrote in and Angela says... Let me, I, w- the boy I, I want to where- look first and see if I know where this is going. Okay. All right, uh, so we'll let you take a look. All right, so you, oh, the boy in the far left is from Little Rascals. Is that what is that what it is? So he's not just from Little Rascals. Angela Rich, tells Richie us Rich. that he was on Full House as Michelle's okay. friend Derek. Yeah. So he made a uh, quite a few appearances there. Okay. And then yes, he was also Waldo from the Little Little Rascals. Okay. Right, he's not Richie Rich. Uh, his name is Blake McEver Ewing. He's such a jerk in Little Rascals. He is. Also, Donald Trump's his dad, if I'm not mistaken, in that movie. So, strike two. <laughs> strike two. All right. Uh, and then Sarah also responded that the two middle kids, the other two, uh, will show up again in season four. She didn't say where, so we're going to have to keep our eyes out for that. But uh, I like, thank the, you, I like and- the look of the kid that's the E in Leon. He's got, he looks like kind of looks like a bulldog. Kind of humorous looking kid. <laughs> maybe though, maybe there will be like a football episode and he's so. a lineman doing I that. So. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, thank you, Angela and Sarah, yeah, for no, reaching that's out. That's good information. Definitely, we didn't pick up on that. So thanks for sending that. No, in. We'll, we'll we'll keep our eye out for those other two middle kids. I see, blame my see daily motion out. streaming that I just like. <laughs> You're can't still really doing see. daily motion. I can't even see the faces of the people. No. Oh, yeah, I'm still man. doing daily motion. I guess we're gonna have to order you some DVDs. I guess so. Maybe season four. Right. We'll, we'll try it. But. We'll see when we're halfway there. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to reach out, uh, let's move over to Sean's social media corner. If you want to reach out like Angela and Sarah, you can do so. They did so on Facebook.com slash Home and Podcast. Our website, thehomeandpodcast.com. Um, you can go to Twitter. We're at Home and Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so in a variety of ways, including uh, leaving us a review, not a review on iTunes. We're stuck at 16 uh, I think we can get up to 20. I don't see why not. It takes two seconds. Um, you can find a link on our blog and any of our posts, and that's a great way for other people to find us. Uh, share us with your friends. I mean, people are always talking about home improvement, so just... Share us with your that, friends. That viral word of mouth marketing. <laughs> or just like, so. or, you know, face-to-face, just like, hey, you guys heard about this this... Home Improvement Podcast, they're just really doing their thing. Episode 62 and it's really Just really like, where it's at. you know, just next time you get together with them, just be like, hey, let's just listen to this episode real quick. I don't or work in you're... an office, um, but I imagine there's a lot of water cooler <laughs> talk. That's what society's led me to believe. So let's say you're hanging out at the office water cooler. <laughs> when you're going on a... Plug. When you're going on a long trip with uh, some friends or a significant other, just turn on an episode of Home and Podcast. Uh, you won't regret it. And uh, if you do, don't leave a review. Uh, and then you can also support us, uh, you know, monetarily. Uh, you can get great episodes like the Jungle to Jungle episode that we recorded. Uh, apparently, the board game episode that we're going to record. You can get that there. Go to <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast to do so. So, uh, Adam, Jordan, you got any Twitter uh, news? 
I have some Twitter news. I was, I'm just thinking about this board game episode that we may or may not do and whether or not that's going to work or something I want to spend my time on. Poll this week, best Christmas episode we've covered. Uh, I broke the number one rule of polls in that I made it kind of specific to home improvement as opposed to just making it about things everybody can vote for, i.e. favorite Thanksgiving dish, things like that. But as a result, we only got eight votes this week. But, you know... It's uh, just seemed like a topical thing. So, best episode we've best Christmas episode we've covered. Zero um, percent said not for me. None of them. Thirteen uh, percent said good to know. Se- that's a good thing. Yeah, season one, you'll better watch out. Thirty-eight percent said season two, I'm scheming of a white Christmas. Fifty percent said season season three, twas the blight before Christmas. Uh, so mm. I would tend to agree. I think that that this last one was the best one we've covered. But you you don't think it was recency bias. I'm not at liberty to say. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I guess like people voting in that poll would have a firm grasp of the episodes and probably uh, knowledge of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it at its face value and say that. I'm just happy that none of them chose that last choice that you had in there. I know. Usually they do. We also (laughs) got a tweet from uh, at TrueBrandon32. He says, uh, "I'd like to nominate the Mariah Carey and InSync Christmas songs as the worst Christmas songs." What would those be? Good good nominations. They're definitely up there. Are they bad? Is it uh, the Mariah Carey? The weird thing is, I don't want. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Mariah Carey one is no. Well, the Mariah Carey one is like perennially on, like one of the top ones for some reason. Is that all I want for Christmas? Is you? Uh, I believe so. Well, you're commenting on it, so you don't know. You're saying he's right. You can cut this. Well, I just know the one by her. Uh, yeah, all I want for Christmas is you. That's what it was. Right. That's what one I like. Was. I like that's that like one. always on that list. You don't like that? Uh, one? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, both True Brandon thirty two, not for him. Uh, we also got uh, at Kig tweets. She actually loves the song that you didn't like. Uh, the Christmas song. The Does Do she they say know why? It's Christmas? Um, I mean, she doesn't say on Twitter. I could personally ask her and find out. Oh, do you, uh, do you know her personally? I, I, we, we, we share many, many a thing, uh, including a, a home. So I could, I could reach out and, and find out, but she doesn't say. Uh, and she, she said that the, uh, buy these shoes Christmas song is the saddest song ever. So yeah. it is very sad. Thanks for reaching out everybody on Twitter. There's a couple more, but it's, I'm, it's uh, weird I'll that kick tweets often backs you. Not that weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> You should have your wife right, get so on Twitter, good. and she can support you as well. Yeah, she she doesn't like to do that. Yeah. She likes to leave me for Seattle instead. Yeah. So, well, that's uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, you you want some of this? Um, you want to transition? Out any of other? Here? Yeah, let's transition. Uh, it's time for the question of the week, and you're yeah, up, I guess Daddy-o. It's my turn. It's your turn. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Randy gets hurt. He sprains his wrist, and he has to get a cast, go to the ER in this one. And I was wondering, I don't even know if I know this about you, what's the worst that you've ever been injured? Um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate, I would say, in my life. You, um, you haven't broken a bone, right? I have broken a bone, Jordan. Uh, I, in fifth oh, you grade, have? I bro- yeah, in fifth grade, I broke my right arm during a uh, youth football scrimmage. Um, oh, yeah, it was a weeknight. Playing, playing D-end? No, I didn't play defense until high school. I think I was probably just like playing like guard. No, I was playing center. Guard. I played center in youth football. Um, and I broke it, yeah, uh, just playing. Uh, playing. It was a scrimmage, which was frustrating. But, uh, yeah, it hurt really bad. And um, 
I think people... And the team really suffered. The team suffered. I mean, they just couldn't get a a young man to snap the football, so (laughs) that made it tough to run any offensive plays. They just had to go defense the rest of the year. I remember, like, I did it, and I was, like, screaming. And, I mean, I think I was probably kind of a baby when I was younger, but, like, adults came out to the center of the field, and they were, like, kind of convinced that I hadn't actually heard it. And like people kind of were thinking, like, get up, like, like what, what are you doing? I, I at least this is the vision I have in my head. Like they just didn't buy that I'd actually heard it, um, but uh, I had broken it, so I, I went out to, uh, went out to the, I guess it was probably the ER or some kind of a clinic afterwards, and it was broken, and it was kind of a drag. But I remember I got to leave for lunch early, uh, and I, and friend of the podcast, friend of ours, Kyle Manns, would leave early for lunch with me. He would carry my my books, and we would get uh, get in that lunch line early. So yeah, I was wow. pretty pleased about that. Overall. There were some positives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I missed. Did that you all feel? Did you? But... Yeah. Did you feel justified? Did you like go to those adults and be like, "See, I broke my arm." I remember uh, just in the really... moment being like, kind of mad. Like, why do you think I like? You know, why do you think I'm on the ground screaming, like crying in front of <laughs> thirty or forty people if I'm not hurt? Yeah. I mean, I did. I don't. I don't know that I felt that way then, but I feel that way now. Wow! All right, and a dark, kind of a dark turn of events. But one of the adults <laughs> that I remember saying that passed away uh, a few years later. So I guess oh. I, should, I, should, I should move past it. But yeah, sorry it's to hard to hold on so, to those things. Sorry to have brought that up. Jeez, <laughs> this is what happens when I ask the question of the week. It was deemed topical. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I've never broken a bone. Been been lucky in that sense. But uh, you also never I made do... me mad. So I guess that's why. <laughs> And even if I do, we're so far apart now that you're not going to travel true. down here and really make me pay for it. That's true. Uh, you have the lucky. So What's the worst good. injury you've had then? Yeah, I would say probably the worst injury that I've ever had. I, I've got a bad back, but the thing that I remember being like the weirdest thing that happened to me is um, one year in high school during like a summer school basketball league, um, there was a fast break and I was on defense and I went to you know go up and block whoever it was and... Uh, and it was in, like, a really bad gym in Flint. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a gym where the, the back stop was, like, all brick, and it was right Ooh, next to right the hoop. Like, the hoop. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't even, like, padding on it. So I, I I got hit, and I went back, and I hit the back of my head, and I was knocked out completely. Uh, I woke up, and somehow I was in my dad's arms oh, on the wow. ground. How so old were you? At some, it was probably freshman or sophomore summer. I guess maybe... Maybe freshman summer. That sounds right. Um, and uh, yeah, so had a concussion, and so I I was adamant that was I was okay after this. So I got up and I started walking over to the bench, and I remember like my left my left foot was working fine, but my right foot was just dragging, and so like I had to manually pick it up with my arms and like walk back to the bench. Um, I wanted to go back in later in that game. The coach wouldn't let me, unfortunately, but. Must yeah, have been, was, it was important summer ball. You know, you just wanted to. Well, get yeah, back in and help you know, the team. I wanted to impress the coach, and it was it was school. It wasn't the cage, right? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the only concussion I've had. Um, I would, so, well, it's and, good. It's good you only had one concussion. That's good. Yeah, I, did, I, uh, I didn't I play football, so I guess yeah. I avoided most of that. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess hopefully your your luck continues jordan you never experienced the pain of breaking an arm that i that i had, or, or i had to weather when pain, i was 11 the pain of adam you know getting adam ang- angry yeah at you. that would also be painful as well uh in closing here we want to take a shot at what next week's episode dream on is going to be about 
Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. You said you okay. have one sentence, so let's keep it short and sweet for you. Dream on. Uh, Tim, for whatever reason, thinks again about having Tool Time become nationally syndicated and wants to move to a large city seeking fame and fortune. And uh, it puts a real strain on the familial uh, ties at home. Hmm. Okay. Considerably more logical than the majority of my <laughs> guesses. <laughs> and more of the uh, actual episodes. Yeah. So that's that's how we know it's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mine is based more around Mark. So he finds his shoes. He learns how to tie them. Uh, Mark is cast in a school play under an important role. But as the play draws near, he keeps having recurring nightmares that he's going to ruin the show. And because of this, he gets stage fright. Um, this is an opportunity for Tim to bond with his son because I'm going to say that Tim had, and this is probably not true, he had some sort of stage fright fear when he was starting Tool Time. So he, it's a bonding moment. They share some tips and uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'd rather see yours than mine. Just... Anything, anything with Mark in the forefront, I'm, I'm into. <laughs> yeah, we just don't get enough of that. That's, that's uh, besides karate, when's the last episode that we've had? I hope him? it's actually Mark and not this Mark double that they're using. <laughs> fake Mark. Yeah, that, I mean, people talk about fake, like, fake news gets a lot of talk, but I think fake Mark is just as big of a problem. Yeah, it's, uh, it's plagued us a lot more than fake news, if you and ask me. And on that note, uh, this has been Slip Sledding Away. Jordan... Thank you for joining me. And listeners, I guess I should say take care. Yeah, take care, everybody.